Welcome to Spiritual Changemakers, the podcast that guides you through tough times with practical tools and inspiring stories. I'm Andrea Thomas, your host and the Sacred Transitions Coach. Join us as we hear from spiritual changemakers who have connected with their higher power and overcame adversity. Whether you are navigating a difficult transition or seeking to deepen your spiritual practice, our podcast provides guidance to help you find magic in the change. Come on this journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and transformation with us and unlock your potential to become your best self. Hello, my beautiful souls. Welcome to a new podcast episode of Spiritual Changemakers. My purpose is to bring you the biggest changemakers from around the world that are going to share with you their stories, their transformation. And today I'm so excited because we are going to have Freeman Funk and we are going to talk about how do you transform through traveling. And the reason I'm so excited about this subject is because you guys know that I have been traveling now since last year in November. And I do believe traveling, it's such a transformative tool if we are intentional about it. And before I bring Freeman on, I just want to introduce him a little bit, who he is and what is he doing and why you would you even listen to podcast episode. So. Freeman is an international speaker, and he's a bestseller author and a certified life coach who has advocated new global citizenship on TEDx and Mindly more. So he has a book and he's a speaker as well. And he's originally from Hong Kong, but he left home solo at the age of 19. And not just that, but he went to Romania. Imagine that, where I'm originally from. From Global Village Project. And from there, he just embarked on a journey to travel and experience life in over 35 countries and keep counting. So he's a true believer in the power of mind with a heart inspired by culture and diversity and inclusion. And he's really on a mission right now to awaken more world citizens and make the world a better place through personal transformation. And that- Hello, <laughs> Andrea. Hello, oh, beautiful people. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, no matter where you are now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so grateful and so excited. And I just really want to honor you for being here, for sharing your story, and for the impact you're making throughout the world. Because I have joined your talk at Mind Valley University. I have seen you, I have watched you, and you are such an inspiration. So I'm so grateful that you said yes to be on Spiritual Changemakers Podcast. Welcome. Oh, thanks so much for inviting me. It's such a beautiful connection that we got to cross path in uh, my value this year. And we certainly want to extend that co-creation and energy as well. Prima, I already said a little bit of an introduction about you. Is there anything else that you would like to add that Let's say normally you don't really put it in your bio, but you're like, I would really love people to know that about me. A lot of people, when they first hear uh, global citizenship, I think there are people who think it's so idealistic, it's so out there. And it's actually so not true because putting it into the spiritual context, it is the perfect spiritual integration of this new identity to put that into our daily world, our modern world right now and living it in our day to day. 
So I think on top of our bio, which very beautiful uh, introduction, and thanks for that, Andrea. And I would like to add on, really, if you are hearing this message now, what does it mean to be a new global citizen? And for me, for my personal journey, through my own travel and transformation, that means to be able to be a conscious citizen of the world. And really, people would then ask, oh, that sounds great. That might make the world a better place. But what is it in for me? In fact, in my own personal journey, which we're going to definitely delve into much more, the more we are able to become conscious, the fact that we have this identity as a citizen of the world, living in this world today, the more our life gets easier. And the reason for that is when we come to this world, and no matter what your belief system is, God, the universe, your higher self, karma, whatever belief system you have, we have a purpose to be in this world. And with that, when we are living in a globalized world, in today's context, when planes are all in the sky, when we can have this supercomputer in our pocket, right? And we can just go on Google and chat GPT now to find all kinds of information right at our fingertips. This is the modern age where we want to be even more conscious than ever to be able to move humanity forward through all this beautiful technology that is available to us right now. So for all the listeners, I would love to give you this challenge to become a, go- a conscious global citizen. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And before we dive deeper into your story and how did you even came across of this concept and how did you became your mission, I would love to ask you, how do you define or experience spirituality in your day-to-day life? Such a beautiful question. That's almost like the biggest question every, everyone can ask themselves in this life. And sometimes we could be so busy and head in the day-to-day with the painting and ring and the notification, the Instagram and everything. We just never get to pause and really think about this question. Before I give the answer to it, if we take a step back, just take a step back. Spirituality is such a big word. It's almost human beings have been trying to conceptualize this word for eons, right? <laughs> for all ages, we have tried religion. We have tried ChatGPT nowadays as well. And if we ask the question, what is spirituality? So when we talk about, let's say, an apple, it is something, it's quite commonly easy to agree on how an apple looks like, what the color might be. But if we move to another word, say art, now it becomes a little bit more abstract because everybody have a a different definition and understanding of art. And now if we go even to spirituality, (laughs) everyone could have their own answer. And in fact, this is my answer because we all have a personal relationship to spirituality and our own understanding is actually the spirituality that belongs to us. So for my uh, travel journey, nowadays, uh, as, you, as you speak about me as a speaker, as an author, as a content creator, and you know, a lot more things on the list, I didn't come to become this thriving global citizen, global citizen today when I first started this journey. And in fact, I had no purpose at all back in when I was born in Hong Kong. So I born and grew up in Hong Kong for the first 19 years of my life. And the funny thing is, it is a 27 nonstop finance-driven, commercialized, and very materialistic society there. So all of my whole life, I've been chasing and climbing the ladder, as everybody told me, to get a certification and get into university and chase the next thing and next thing and next thing. But the more I chase, the more my blood just went cold because I don't see the end of it and I don't see the purpose behind and I just don't resonate with it. So that was a really big moment 
when I was in university, which is the start of my travel journey, which I actually share, I went to Romania, <laughs> which is all by myself. And again, like this, another beautiful synchronistic connection we have where you're originally from. And in fact, like for me, went all the way from Hong Kong in a thousand miles away from home to Romania, that solo trip changed my perspectives so much a decade ago for the reason that's actually one encounter where I have really started to think about the word spirituality at that time. So as you can imagine, there are not a lot of Asians <laughs> in Romania. And I was living in Transylvania as well, as you yeah. may know, in Timisoara. So that's like the whole Transylvania state where, you know, the famous Jackler and all that tourist attractions are. And I'm not staying there. I'm staying in Timisoara, which is like kind of a student city. And it's so funny because I still remember when I was walking down the street, everybody just kept looking at me. At first I thought, oh, I must be handsome. I'm <laughs> hoping at that. But the fact is, I, I was just an alien <laughs> to, to, yeah. to all the Romanians there because they seldom see uh, an Asian face on the, on the streets. And then there was one particular day I still remember. It's different because when I walk down the streets, people don't look at me. They look at someone else and they're like, what's going on? Like, where's my spotlight? And it's so funny because I remember I saw this uh, blonde, blue-eyed girls just walking at the end of the street. And then we just have this like exchange of without eye contact. You don't belong here, that kind of exchange. And then we just start chatting and she has an American accent. So she was actually in Romania to help out the local church. And then she mm -hmm. said she is a Christian. And back in the day, so I born in a Christian family. I started going to church since I was in, in, in the womb of my mom. <laughs> So that maybe give me another extra nine month of bonus <laughs> uh, to be in church if there's a scoring system. Uh, but I, I grew up as, uh, with Christianity uh, as kind of my religious framework uh, or the spiritual framework where we're going to delve into a little bit more. But as that story continued, I, I met this girl and she looks amazing and she invited me to church before I went to Romania. My parents are super religious. So they told me, by the way, if you are going to Romania after this solo trip, make sure you have to go to church every single Sunday. Even though I'm in the middle of like a whole new country, they just want me to find a church to go there. So when I saw that lady and she had the invitation to me to go to, to the Christian church on Sunday, I was like, Jeff Paul, I got to see this girl again. I go to church, like what's the priority? But then when I went back to the dorm and I was sleeping with 40 other international from 16 different countries. So I was doing a volunteer project at that time. And my flight mate just told me, don't go there. Don't go there. Like he was just looking at the car. They yeah, have Mormons. Don't go. And it's like, a Mormons? They ever heard about like, what is a Mormon? The, the, the girl told me she is a Christian. But for me, right back in the day, like Christian is Christian. And then as he explained, because uh, my flight mate, he is Polish. And then he started to explain to me the Catholics and Orthodox Eastern <laughs> Europe as well, all the history. And it mind blow me just literally because I'm an Asian who grew up in Hong Kong. I have a Christian family background. And then for me, he told me, oh, actually your type of Christianity is evangelist. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know it exists back then the way. And then as, as the story go, I chat with my dad as well. And then my dad, dad, they had cows, don't go there, son. And I was like, I couldn't see the girl again. <laughs> But I'm sharing this story not to say what religion is right or wrong. And I'm not here to say what religion is validate or not. Because in fact, as my travel continues and in the next 10 years, what I've learned is I actually hear the side of Mormons as well. And I have Mormons friends too. When I hear their side of the story, instead of people telling me who they are, how they are astray Christian, all the, all the history you find on Wikipedia, like you get another side of the story. And in fact, the more I travel, the more I get to meet friends with different religious backgrounds as well, from Buddhism, Hinduism, Islamic, both Shia and also Sunni as well. 
And I got friends, all different global citizen friends that give me this perspective, helping me to realize, wow, even though I may truly believe at a personal level that Jesus Christ is the God of Savior, but at a well level, how can I say my God is true, but yours are false? And when I have this understanding, that's kind of the starting point of having this new global citizenship mindset as well, because what that means is we can all have this ability of expand our well-will. And we can expand our well-will in a state that now I don't use my religion or my spirituality to reject another person's one. And that is one of the pivot moments. The first pivot moment for me in the journey, I have another one which I can share, which is a little bit more related to my value, you know, where we got to meet as well. But this is 10 years ago, the first time when I really able to get this cultural shock and realize what I have been practicing, learning, or understanding when I go to church every Sunday may not necessarily be the same framework as any other person when they are practicing their spirituality or religion. And that is the defining moment because now I can extend myself. And for all the listeners, it sounds very simple. Sometimes it sounds very simple, but if we think about it, when we look around the world, isn't that thinking of my religion or my spirituality is the only way? That thinking exactly drives all religions conflict around yes. every continent even until today. So having this mindset shift to become this global mindset, to embody this identity as a conscious global citizen, we are able to embrace and actually show compassion with people who show a completely different worldview, completely different understanding of spirituality than us. And we can still live in harmony to create a world with our border that doesn't define by our skin color that's defined by what the system we have we can create that world yeah so, so beautiful and it's what i hear and what i also experience with the religion and it's funny enough that i have studied actually in timishara so i spent wow. five years in timishara oh. <laughs> yes and also i grew up catholic i went to the church every single sunday until i left to university and then I really disconnected myself because I was feeling that what the church was teaching us is this shame and guilt and separation that, oh, this is the religion that it's the best and anything else. It's not good. I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. So for me, when I discovered spirituality, it was really like, wow, it really doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter how you call the higher power that you believe in. What it matters is to feel connected, something higher. But what you name it, it doesn't matter. And this is what I understand from your share, that it's not about which one is better than other. It's accepting uh, the connection that each and every person has with uh, what they relate to, what they associate with. Mm -hmm. That's such a beautiful set way to go into this um, clarification as well, because we are not here to say religion has no value. No, none at all. In fact, religion gives us a really good framework and a belief system to help us understand spirituality. But spirituality doesn't equal religion. And that's the distinction of it, because there are elements beyond the system of belief. So. If you may, for the listeners, what that means is to, we can take another step to go forward as well and to see what differences are in between 
two words, spirituality and religion. And in fact, if we just talk about being a spiritual being, it's actually when we boil down to the most simple facts, it is to answer the existential question of why I am here. And sometimes religion can give us certain answers or certain framework to find the answers. May that be the Bible. May that be the scriptures. May that be whatever is passing down from the last generation or our friends and family or society. But here's the distinction because spirituality is not something that could be handed down by somebody. Spirituality is, can only be found through your personal exploration of understanding what you are, who you are, and why you are here on this world. And with this two distinction, understanding, actually, I can be spiritual and I can be religious, or I can be spiritual but not religious, or I can be religious but not spiritual. That gives us a much clearer pinpoint to see where our own personal journey is. And travel definitely comes into play because when we are able to extrapolate ourselves from our own bubble, from our home country, and we move to a completely different place, then we are understanding a completely different set of rules, completely different sets of cultures and language most of the time, where we are now surrounded by a completely new set of energy that coming from the environment, coming from the people that we don't normally have this connection with. And with that in mind, traveling actually propels us to go through this journey of being able to see things outside our own bubble and to coin the word from Vision Lekiani, where Bob Connett on My Valley, who is the, uh, the CEO and, and, and My Valley teachers, he used the word cultural scale, which is where we are creating a bubble of cultural scale where we are given by different values. We are given different beliefs. We are different by frameworks to help us live our life. And again, there's no right or wrong. There's no judgment in that. It's just an observation because the more conscious we can become to see through all this belief and conditionings and rules and rituals, how they are actually passing down by people around mm -hmm. us rather than us finding that personal path to develop this spiritual understanding in us. That's two different things. Yes, and traveling just expands your mind you know, and your identity as you talk so much about shifting your identity. And as we have learned, once you expand your mind and your awareness into something new, you can never shrink it back. I love it. And I'm that's the neuroplasticity. Okay. And plasticity for means our brain matters is actually malleable. When we are learning, when we are growing, and in fact, there are more scientific research nowadays focusing on travel and our neuroplasticity as well. Mm -hmm. Because when we are expanding the mind, when we are going travel, actually that changes the gray matter in us. It changes the density of it. And it becomes a much more sophisticated and complicated machines to help us to learn, grow, and become a better version of ourselves. And that's why I always say, I may be preaching to the choir because you are a nomad as well. And possibly a lot of your listeners are spiritual change maker. They will be already on their journey of traveling, no matter which level they are at. And in fact, that is actually what I always say is the ultimate self-development tool. Travel is the ultimate self-development tool in this modernized world. Because we can read any spiritual and self-help book. We can do a lot of growth process. 
as well. And we can have all this knowledge that is coming from a lot of great spiritual teachers. But in fact, the integration only comes from we are using all those knowledge and living it into our day-to-day because knowledge is nothing if we don't put it into use. It's literally useless. It's just floating around set thoughts. But once we are able to download all those amazing insights and wisdom and then put it into actions to live life as a global citizen, to make impact to the people around us, to be able to show our compassion to people who may have a different skin color and different background from us, that it's the true sense of embodying that spiritual being into this world. Yes, and I couldn't agree more because when you expose yourself to these different people, different cultures, and when you actually allow yourself to grow, go and embrace the world and don't believe into the news and into the people that are telling you that, oh my yeah. God, the world is so dangerous. You shouldn't go and travel by yourself. I heard that so much before I started traveling that I took on people's fears on me. And I'm like, oh my God, no, this is not me. And they choose to believe that, yes, there is evil also in the world, but there is also so much good. And I choose to believe that there is more good than bad. And this is what I'm going to experience. So it's like, what is your intention and the belief that you even hold about the world, about traveling? And I would be so curious to hear from you, how did you overcome the fears? Because you started at 19, you went to Romania and from there you embarked on your travel journey. So how did you overcome the fears of like, oh my God, the world is dangerous. How am I going to have the money to travel? And am I going to be lonely? You know, all these fears that come with solo traveling, especially. Yeah, beautiful question. And this is something I teach really dearly as well. I have a framework in my book, as you may know, Travel to Transform. So I have this framework in Travel to Transform to first help people to go outside their comfort zone. And when we say going outside the comfort zone, it doesn't mean now you have to quit your job and do everything in a completely different sense and just carry a backpack and go to somewhere super exotic. No, not like that. Because there are different levels of going outside our comfort zone that only you would be able to know where you are because we all have different personal circumstances. And if, I know this well, it's so confusing because travel influences, quote unquote, when you're on Instagram, when you're seeing people going for luxury travel, who are people having amazing lifestyle, living in Bali or whatever vacation, holiday, Hawaii. It always looks so far away from my day-to-day life today. I still have nine to five. I still have bills to pay. I still have relationship to patch. And sometimes it could feel very frustrating when we go on Instagram and see all these amazing videos and travel vlogs that sounds like, that's the life I want to live, but I'm here now. <laughs> and that's always makes people to create that fear because I don't have the money. I have this health condition. I have my family circumstances. I can't leave my family for over a week or two weeks. So what that means is by using this understanding of self-exploration, which is creating self-awareness for ourselves, then we are able to understand what is the next step that I could take that is most immediately compatible to me. And for me, right, back in Romania. So the reason I went to Romania is because, like you said, I didn't have the finance I had as well. I was a, a broke university student at that time. But there was this scholarship just pops up in my university to go on a cultural exchange. And for that reason, I went on that trip. And that changed the whole trajectory of my mm-hmm. life. Because if I keep living the same life, 
in Hong Kong doing the same thing, climbing the same ladder, following what other people tell me to do, I'll be still same on that trajectory. Only until I make myself up to really go outside my comfort zone to find what's the next thing that is immediately available to me that is compatible with that step. Then that become your transformative tool. And in fact, the reason I was saying self-awareness is that first of all, there is this beautiful outside world where we can venture into, we can travel into, we can explore this beautiful world, the nature, trying all kinds of delicious world cuisine. This is the outside world. But there's also this beautiful inner world where we can actually travel to the depths of our mind, body, and spirit. And in fact, when we are conscious about these two worlds, when global citizens are conscious about these two worlds, and when they overlap, this is where I call travel to transform. Because the transformation coming out from aligning your inner journey with your outer journey, that is going to unleash the next level of you. And back to the story, well, that was the first time I went to Romania, which changed my trajectory. Then the next thing is, oh, I want more. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of listeners will be asking the same question. You have your first day of travel. I went to this country maybe for a week or two, and then I came back. And then I just feel I'm so different. And I came back to my home country. Everybody around me still looks the same. I shared with them my travel journey, but it was the time they don't care because they are still stuck <laughs> in the machine, in, in that wheel, in the treadmill. And then the funny thing is, when I went back to Hong Kong and realizing, oh, I really would love to expose Europe more, I went on a, another academic exchange. This time I went to the UK. So I studied in Oslo for half a year, which at that time I started to backpack as well. Just go around Europe with all the ship flights with Ryanair. But that gives you the opportunity because that is my next compatible step that allows mm -hmm. me to go on this journey again. As long as my inner intention is to keep on exploring the world, my inner intention is to keep meeting all the people from other countries and cultures so that I can grow. With that said, what's happening even more funny is I came back to Hong Kong, finished my final year, my dissertation. I knew I want to live in the UK, in London, because when I was in Oxford, I just had all my parties, went to London and, <laughs> you know, like, the, I will keep that story for another time. But when I was there, I realized this is the energy that I really want to build. This is the energy where I know I can accelerate my own personal growth and I can live a life with an acceleration to become a better version of myself, then staying in the same place, living in the same life, in my own bubble, back home. So then I went to London to study my master's. And after that, I knew I wanted more. I want to get paid to travel around the world. Like, who doesn't? <laughs> and with that inner intention, then I was able to find a job, which I knew my biggest step would be working for a multinational company. So after that, for eight years, I've been relocating to different countries across all continents. I was living in Singapore. And then this just aligned with me because it works for me. For all the listeners, you have your own personal circumstances. You have your own set of core values. You have your own level of spiritual understanding. You have a different purpose than me and Andrea. So what I really teach in my framework through Travel to Transform is to really go step by step to find that inner self-awareness. And the more clear we are able to find all these elements of what I really want to create in life, the easier we can find it from the outside world. No matter which country or career opportunity that we can grab that and then set forth that to my next journey. And by that really comes out from going outside our comfort zone with a small step and then a small step. And then another small step. And when you look back, I was traveling around 
for over a decade. And now I'm living in Sydney, Australia right now. And in fact, I think Andrea, you saw my <laughs> post recently as well. I just got my permanent residency in Australia as well. And Congratulations. Thanks so much, And And when I share that story, I really want the listener to think about what is it for you? Because for me, I would never see any of this coming. 10 years ago, when that younger version of me who, who spoke broken English, who is afraid, who has self-esteem issue, I would never thought about me being able to travel around the world like this. But I did today by taking that small step and by going into the inward journey as well to really extrackly what mm-hmm. our core value and purposes are and use that to create a travel journey for ourselves. May that be living in a completely different country. May that be traveling every other month. May that be traveling mm-hmm. with your whole family. No matter how that looks like, there is a way to find the most suitable journey and path for yourself. I know that and I know that you make it through the framework that you offer you and that it's a personalized journey for each and every person. And that you help them go inwards to discover, it's aligned with in order to create your life and see the opportunities. Because when you are clear more of what you desire, what you want and who you are, then you also gonna start seeing more of those things that you are aligned with. And for me, so many times I was thinking, oh my God, but to travel is like digital nomad and you have to be all the time on the road. And so I was having this idea and aspiration. And now the more I have done it, I'm like, I don't know if that's exactly what I want. I also want to be grounded. I also need some more time in one place. I don't want to jump fast from one location to another. So it's also figuring out as you go, because what you believe, even before you experience anything, what you believe that a certain type of traveling looks like and feels like, you might experience something totally different when you're going to start doing it. Beautifully said. And I think you just touched on such an important point. The important point where there, all, there is also an element of us being grounded mm. in a certain place. Mm. And it's so funny because I never realized that before. And in fact, I travel until I was burned out. So here's the second part of my travel journey. I was saying earlier, the Romania is the first point where I have this first day of going outside the cultural escape. But my true spiritual acceleration or spiritual transformation actually come from around three years ago, which is the time when I moved to Sydney, Australia. And in 2019, December, I came here first with experiencing Australian bushfire. And then went into COVID lockdown mm-hmm. right away. And that wasn't how I was expecting my Aussie life would look like at all. And you can imagine I've been traveling for around seven, eight years at that time. And in fact, just like what you said, I never tried to ground myself because I was always chasing the next mm-hmm. country. I was always chasing the next promotion. I was always chasing the next relocation. I didn't realize we also have this aspect of being able to ground ourselves and the aspect of we can actually build connection both at the place and also while we are traveling, that is actually an empowerment to give us understand that it's not black or white. It's not either or. We can actually create a life that overlap both. So how, how did I come up with this conclusion? So when I was in bushfire and lockdown and my body broke down because since I was London, I was living an extensive 
interesting lifestyle. As I would say, daytime, I'm a business. I, I play in the corporate world. And by night, I'm a DJ as well. So I'm always in my cup, drinking a lot. And I was young. I have all this energy. I've taken more alcohol down than alcohol have taken down from <laughs> me. And I never give myself, my body, the, the attention that it deserves. And I never took care of it. And my lifestyle used to be just partying all the time and drinking. So when I moved from Singapore to Sydney, with also bush and, and lockdown, my mental health just went into a dark corner and then my body broke down. Mm-hmm. I have chronic fatigue syndrome, CFS, and multiple doctors from different countries identify saying, yeah, there's no treatment for that. And then I couldn't drag myself out of bed. And I was always having insomnia and I couldn't sleep at night. And even I could sleep, I had nightmare. And I woke up with, it was just so torturing at that time because I never give the attention to take care of myself as well. And that is the time where I came across Mind Valley. And for the listeners who may not know, uh, Mind Valley is a platform where we got all the world-class self-development teachers and you can learn literally anything that it doesn't teach teaching traditional school there. And I went on this personal growth journey, really an accelerated one through learning through all the teachers. And that is the point where I start to understand the deepest spiritual aspect of myself to really find that purpose. Because like you said, even the listeners all be traveling around the world and even back in the days, my friends all watching me on social media, like how this guy is so young, he's traveling around the world and they get paid to do that. Like how did that make sense? For me, I was actually keep chasing the next country. And I want to keep my social media looking great. And I didn't ground myself because even though my life like looked fancy and my life would look amazing to other people on the outside, my inside was disintegrating as well because I wasn't connected to my true self. I wasn't connected to the higher spirit. I wasn't connected to the source of God or the universe or karma, the higher self or whatever belief system you have. Because there is a bigger power and source that is bigger than us. And in fact, the more we try to construct our life through our own ego, the more resistance we see in life. So Mm -hmm. only until that point when my whole lifestyle broke down, I get the chance to go deeper again, to travel inwards, as I say, to travel to the depths of our mind, body, and spirit. And when I do that, shadow integration as coining the term from psychology Kao Jung. That is the time where I'm able to see my own unawareness, the darkness in me that is unaware. And again, shadow integration, shadow and darkness doesn't mean evil or anything like that. It only means the part that we are unaware of, the part that we still have yet shine light on to become conscious about it. And that really gave me the biggest transformation moment. You can call it the spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. People call it the spiritual growth. But that was the point where I really have this first door of reconnecting with something that is higher than me. And being able to see my journey of traveling come to this point of my breakdown, my rock bottom, is actually helping me to be able to bounce back. And now I become, as you, as you mentioned, and I enjoy as well, become a certified life coach through my valley as well. And now I'm empowering people to do the same and create a purposeful, joyful life without burning out. Right. And now I'm able to empower change makers to make the global impact that they want. Mm-hmm. Empowerment could only come from me going through this dark place. And it's not, not only by traveling around the world, because the answer never lies in the outside, always inside. Yeah. And you know, so you started with traveling outside many countries, experience burnout, then you travel inside. And I'm curious to hear 
How did your travel afterwards, after your spiritual awakening has changed? And how did you make the decisions afterwards on where you're going to go and travel? Such an amazing question because, first of all, when we have this liberation or awakening moment or however you want to label it, you start to shift your level of consciousness as well. And by consciousness, it's really the stream of awareness behind that conscious ability of us being able to experience life. And that's a beautiful energy that no one could take it out from you. Although most of the time, including my younger self, when I was still chasing and climbing mm -hmm. a ladder without realizing it, I was just subconsciously following all the things that have been conditioned by other people. But once I'm able to extrapolate myself from that by being conscious about I don't have to be the same as others. In fact, I come to this world to be my authentic self. And in fact, all the listeners, you come to this world for a unique purpose, a unique purpose that belongs to you and only you. You have your own story. You have your own personal journey. You have your own skills, gifts, and ability to be able to influence this world in your own unique way. And for me, how I'm seeing travel differently now is I never need to push myself to keep going and going and going like before because I can absorb no matter where I go with the time that it deserves to be more present, to be more mm -hmm. grounded. Like animal said, don't measure our life by the degree of productivity, but by the degree of the presence. And when we are able to travel with this powerful presence and being able to not rush through the schedule to have to take all the bosses, yeah. the next tourist <laughs> destination, to pack our schedule full of things to do, people to see, because we have this concept that we have a short amount of time whenever we go to a certain place. Now I'm just truly enjoying every single trip and every single synchronistic moment that mm -hmm. I get to experience. And I can share, this is one of the most powerful lesson I've, I've, I've learned as well in my recent travel, including going to Tallinn to my Valley University where we get to meet. There's no rush when you go on the trip. And since this is a spiritual change maker podcast, let's go deeper into that spiritual aspect with this angle as well. What I learned previously when I tried to rush through my trip, I didn't realize that that's actually a mindset of lack. I am lacking of time. I'm lacking of money because I pay this amount for this flight ticket to go all the way here for this Airbnb or hotel. I should be making the most out of it. And that's a very common thinking. And I, there's no judgment in that. I, I was in the same place as well. But after this transformation, what we can actually experience and enjoy so much more is the fact that we are in an abundance of time because this country, I can always go back to it and visit. Even like Tallinn last year. In fact, let's use this example because if you remember last year was the first time I went to uh, Tallinn to uh, Estonia um, for the Super Coach event with my family. And in fact, I flew 32 hours all the way from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> one way, by the way. Almost 30 hours one way from Sydney to Estonia for four days for the events and I flew all the way back. And you can imagine jet lag and everything. And it's so funny because last here, I was still having this lag mindset and think, oh, I have to meet all the people. I have to talk to all the people that I got to meet only on Zoom before. And I got to shake hands with all the people and hugs everyone. 
because I only have this amount of time. But guess what? <laughs> this year we will entirely the game that probably saw me. I was one of the most sad person out of the whole time. I never rushed anywhere to just enjoy going into sauna and taking our time, jumping into the Baltic Sea and having this contrast, this skinny deep, taking care of ourselves on the trip, being mindful. Because that actually gives us so much more power to be able to connect with the people that we get to meet on the trip, to be able to connect with the country and the cultures itself. And in fact, I, I spend so much more time to be able to consciously eat as well when I'm trying a completely different world cuisine. How often I get to have an Estonia bread and being able to take my time to enjoy that presence and enjoy the taste of it, understanding where this grain and bread is from asking the waiters about the story, the history, about the mm -hmm. restaurant we are eating. We're dining in a cave. We probably went to some of those uh, amazing medieval oh, restaurants as well. And just asking about the history, even though I'm traveling, mm -hmm. I am grounding myself into that country, into that place to be able to energetically connect with that place. And that would always only give us so much more growth out of that rather than rushing through thinking I have to do this, I should do that. So that yeah. it kind of a shift and obviously there are more of that. <laughs> I feel like it's the most beneficial really to share with us. I know, you know, we always ask about the question, being a spiritual person, spiritual change maker versus I'm also a nomad. Sometimes you can feel the pool, right? There's two identity, the pool because I want to see more, but at the same time, I want to ground, I want to do my practice. I want to meditate first instead of going to the airport early, then messing up my schedule, my routine, my breath work, my ice bath. And we are stopped beating up ourselves and it's so common in this world. And that's why I, I, I really love empowering, you know, global citizens like ourselves with the chores. Again, travel is transform because the transformation is not only about being able to become this different person, but it's also about how we can reverse that and making that global impact into the world as well. It's always two way. Yes. It's Always two ways. And, you know, part of why I started traveling was healing. I told myself I'm going on a healing journey right now. And the presence and the surrender to the synchronicities and magic that you can actually experience in your travels when you don't plan everything to a T, it's been miraculous. And I can say that the sap that I didn't plan a lot of my trips. I was actually able to experience and meet people that then it wouldn't have happened otherwise. And I know even in Bali, when I went in Bali, I just literally went to Ubud and I spent a whole month like on healing activities. That's all I did. And I didn't travel all to Bali. And people were like, why you didn't go? Why you didn't do it? I'm like, that was now my purpose right now in Bali. I know I will go back. So the abundance mindset, I know I'll go back and when I'll go back, probably I will visit more. But the purpose of this visit for me in Bali, it was for my own inner work, for my own healing. So I would say also having that intention behind of why do you want to travel? Because if we rush, and I think the majority of people do that, and I used to do that a lot, like going in a place and I'm like, okay, let me box. Like checkbox everything that I can gonna do within these few days, then you don't even get to enjoy it. It's just like you're in some state, and after a vacation, you need another vacation to just rest. And yeah, absolutely love it. And that's the the truth. And 
by us empowering ourselves women and being present, being grounded, we empower ourselves. And yes, afterwards, it's so much easier to empower our clients because we live from this embodiment. Mm. And I think this is something that it's a missing link with a lot of coaches and mentors out there that a lot of them just teach and try and help from the books, from the knowledge, but not from the embodiment. And I'm such a big believer that when you have experienced something, when you have embodied even a tool, even ways to help people, then it comes so much easier. And not just that, but it's so much more transformational. Absolutely. I think you may remember my talk at my value, a big part of the talk about integration. And integration is essentially the same as what you're just speaking about embodiment. I see them as the same word. And integration is truly how we can bring the knowledge, the wisdom, the things that we have learned. May that be spiritual lesson or mental lesson or emotional lesson or healing lesson. How we can turn that into our day-to-day life. Because being spiritual, I know a lot of people are going to hate me say that, but being spiritual doesn't mean you're going to Bali and mm-hmm. become living a hermit. Like if that's part of your journey to heal, to find your creativity, to meet people, that's amazing. But that's not the reason why we are embodying this world and disconnected with the world. In fact, being spiritual, I always say to my coaches as well, being spiritual means you understand exactly what you are, who you are, and why you are here. And what is the impact and purpose you can bring to this world. And with that said, that means you can still wear tie and suits. And go into your corporate world. Because if your purpose is to make impact through organization, through leading teams, yeah. through creating positivity in different team cultures across different countries, that is an impact where people normally don't have the opportunity to step into. So if that is your spiritual being, your spiritual purpose behind, then follow it through. Because being spiritual doesn't really mean we have to be grounded and meditating all the time. And in fact, let's use meditation as an example with such a hype right now, right? Across after COVID, we talk about mental health all the time. A lot of people delve into meditation practice, right? But true meditation is not about how much time I spend when closing my eyes and crossing my legs. In fact, your friends and family and the world doesn't care how much time you spend on that and what you're doing and how many thoughts you have or how less thoughts you have in your meditation. But all your friends and family and the world, they truly care about when you open your eyes, how you react to the world. What do you say to them? How compassionate you are? How intelligent you can solve problems with all the world crisis? It is the impact that makes all the difference. And this is the difference, the distinction between being spiritually, intellectually developed Versus being able to integrate those practices, those knowledge, those things that we learn from books and experience or transpersonal experience into our day-to-day. And again, I have something I hold dearly with a framework as well to teach because when we are able to have our awareness show up in different dimension of understanding about life, and also in ca- different category of life, we become exponentially clear. And let me give you an example on that without being too abstract or too philosophical all of a sudden. It's the fact that, let's say, there are different levels of consciousness that we are operating on. And I'm 
sure with most spiritual change maker on this platform, you wouldn't be a stranger to this well of consciousness. But what does that actually mean when we put that into actions? Because most of the time, again, we can be this sane and peaceful person with all the inner peace in the world when I'm cross like that. But when we are in traffic, we are just swearing and being yeah. angry. Why did it cut me here? <laughs> and that's a very typical example in the world because that is a big disconnection yeah. between who we are inside and how we can react outside. And in fact, in the integral framework, another from you may know Ken Wilber, who is the the integral philosopher and visionary. He's also one of my valley teachers as well, who teach about integral life practice. And in one of the dimensions where integral explains is having the four quadrants showing up in the world. And by showing up, it means it comes to our awareness so that we understand exactly what are the elements that we can play with. So this is something very practical towards that I'm sharing because Let's say, imagine there's like a cross and there are four quadrants and there are different dimensions across the individual aspect and the collective aspect. And then there's also a subjectivity and objectivity. So those are the two axes. Yeah. So when we think about having these four quadrants to apply into our life, now we can see the world actually can be distinct by the subjectivity of my individual and the objectivity of my individual. So what that means is I have an interior self, which is all my thoughts, my ideas, my opinions, my feelings. And there's also this individual exterior dimension where how I, right? What language do I speak? The behavior that I have that's showing up in the world. That's two dimensions, very different already. Mm. But at the same time, we also have a collective aspect because we are not separated. We are all connected, whether we are aware or not. When we realize we are connected with one another, we have also this collective interior aspect as well. So what that means are the shared values, languages, <laughs> cultures that we all embody. But that, that comes from the collective aspect. And that's also this collective exterior aspect as well. So this collective exterior aspect would be, for example, law, regulations, organizations. In fact, whether I need to get a visa to go to a country when I travel, that's a collective exterior aspect. But now if, if you look at this four quadrants, this four boxes, now when we look at any particular event or even planning your next trip, you can look at your trip with four of the elements to show up. And now you're not going to miss anything. And let me give you an example of why the world could go into chaos when we are missing certain as. So let's say there was a former president in the United States who has blonde hair. <laughs> you probably get it. So if we use this analysis, this kind of conceptual framework, this practical framework to put into place, that former president actually have a high intelligent development in a way that he, he knows about international relations. He knows about how to run a country. And in fact, he is a successful entrepreneur who has written multiple books. So from that interior individual dimension, actually he has his valid and legitimacy as well. But the funny thing is he could also be a racist 
uh, a womanizer, if you know, if, if you may, or he could be rich people and believe that white supremacy is the way to go. And that is exactly an example where their neglection of the collective dimensions, because we are now living in a modern world where egalitarian is our next stage of human evolutions. It is the society that we're stepping into. There's a whole collective exterior and interior that he believed, that is my interpretation. He believed that the, in, the, the individual interior and exterior can override all this collective aspect. Mm -hmm. And with this example, then you can immediately see how powerful awareness is. Because when we have this awareness able to show up, then we start to become more comprehensive. We become much more extensive when we are putting ourselves to understand the world and also reacting into it. And I know it sounds very, very intellectual in comparison to what we were sharing earlier in the podcast, but bear with me because this practical framework, this integral way of seeing the world is going to keep showing up at your awareness as well. Whenever you are playing a trip, whenever you are exploring a new country, whenever you are reacting with another person, when we can remind ourselves all the four different dimensions have equal validity in our dimensions of understanding life, that is going to give us so much more acceleration to be able to become a better version of ourselves. Well, and if you guys want to learn more about the four dimensions, I think you have that in your book. Check out his website, check out his book, check out his offerings because he's absolutely amazing as you have heard he has so much to offer and he can truly help you transform your life and become aware when maybe you want to start traveling so this is something you can start exploring with him and i'm so grateful for each and every one of you for joining us and is there anything else is there one word one phrase you would like to live with around traveling and transformation? How do you transform through traveling? And I'm very grateful as well, Andrea, to have this uh, wonderful conversation with you. And I think this is so empowering because I think the message that we are sharing is very underrated. I think there's a big distinction and separation between the spiritual community, a big separation with the travel community, a big separation with the self-growth industry as well. And I think we are here to really bring all of those together as a lot of change makers in this world, really experiencing all these different dimensions. But we are kind of sometimes feeling stuck. We're feeling stuck that what is tool that I could use? What is the next place I can move to? Or how I can make my business to the next level? Or how can I grow to a different version of myself as well? So we have all these questions, but there are not enough framework to help all this spiritual knowledge to put into the modern context. So I really appreciate you have this conscious awareness as well. And I think to answer your question on the one phrase is really to unleash that transformative power in you through traveling. And it, it sounds very simple sometimes, but it really is about how mindful we are when we go on a trip, when we plan a trip, and when we come back from a trip as well, how we integrate ourselves back to the place that we have left and really become aware this transformative power. And this is something that no one could take it away from you. And I can assure you, this could be one of the most powerful spiritual practice you ever had on your travel. So amazing. So mindful traveling, mindful life. 
through being present and not rushing, coming from that abundant mindset. So really what it, like a big takeaway that I am taking from this episode and from your shares, and it's when you go into a place, it's so important to enjoy it, to be present, to be mindful, because you can always go back. But if you just rush through it, you are not going to be able to get the depth of the culture, of the people, of the food. So make sure you're present in whatever it is that you are doing, but especially when you're traveling, because we're talking about traveling right now. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you to each and every one of you for listening to the Spiritual Change Makers podcast. I appreciate all of you. We value, we appreciate your time and do not forget that. I love you. I appreciate you. And I believe in you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Spiritual Changemakers Podcast. To stay connected and help us reach more people like you, please subscribe, follow, and leave a comment. Join our community of Spiritual Changemakers on social media to connect with like-minded individuals and continue the conversation. Remember, the power to create positive change is within you. Keep showing up as your best self and let's keep the magic of change alive. Until next time.